Chapter 18 Misting and Manipulations Clark's hand dug a little deeper into the arm of the leather chair he sat in, nodding as he listened to his sons recount the events of visiting Antarctica's factory. And what did you say the name of the factory was? Arctica something? That's one of the shell companies we were tracking that Spire managed. It's another one of their legitimate business ventures. And Stan didn't remember you at all? He seemed to for a minute, but the pain was just overwhelming him. Why? Why don't you guys seem upset about Stan? Oh, of course we're upset. Just not surprised. What, Lucy? You don't gotta poke me. I've made my feelings clear about Stan from the beginning. You have, too. Look, Lewis, David, how many times did I tell you that there was a problem with Stan? But he was better with us. I had a problem, too, Dad. Yeah, it's not the same. Constantly proving how smart he was. Almost like he didn't believe it himself. He even let it slip once that you were easy to be friends with because you three were almost as smart as he was. And he stressed the almost like he was a scorekeeper. Ugh, yeah, I do remember that. But come on, he wasn't like that later. A couple of years, his remarks like that almost all went away. Hmm, maybe in front of you. But either way, after he took unnecessary offense to this whole peak project thing, he ditched you guys. And if he was only sort of okay while in your presence and friendship... He could be forgetting all he learned in the presence and friendship of crazy people. Ugh, so stupid. How could I have let him do that? Do... Do you think we could still get through? Buddy, did you even hear your own story? Your very being there and powers inflicted psychological pain on him. What do you think that tells you? That... That... Now, I don't know, and part of me doesn't care. We'll fix it. We'll show him. Lewis exited his family's house and flew up into the air, heading for the core. Not usual that Lewis goes against his family's opinion like that. Not that I disagree with him, either. Do you guys think we should tell Inselm about Stan when we give her the report of what happened? 100%. She's not going to be happy about it, but... Like, she really seems like a happy person anyway. What's her damage? She should be happy we're helping this much at all. Hmm. I wouldn't keep seeing it that way if I were you, David. There's a lot you don't know. A lot that you should have been kept out of, which is why Jameson and everybody else told you to leave it alone. That was before we could do all the things we could do. You really think we're still out of our depth? I think we think that you're still a little naive. Not everything is so black and white, Sarah. Then help us. Help us understand. Help us do what we need to do. Aunt Isabel, Uncle Mark, you and Mr. and Mrs. Salire look so uncomfortable around Inselm. But you guys are all supposed to be on the same team, aren't you? We are on the same team, Sarah. We'll tell you the story, but... 
but you got to promise to be careful. This isn't a bank robbery. This isn't some freakazoid friend of yours with ice powers and a teleporty chain smoker. These are the puppet masters of pretty much every form of government. It is dangerous, and if you're going to get involved, you got to be really careful. We promise we will be. We'll tell Lewis, too. But you've got to help us first. <sighs> All right, fine. Anselm was a very high-ranking profiler in the CIA. After proving herself in MI6, she came over here on an assignment, and the agency decided to keep her. She's incredibly observant, and her skills in the field were always invaluable. But her observations, they got her in trouble. She got burned. Yeah. The last person of interest she pursued was in the agency. Suspected him of a lot of things. Dylan Fobb. Yeah, Dylan Fobb. Why didn't you help her? We tried. She didn't want any of our help, and it only made her more cold and distant from her fellow agents. It's a delicate balance, having to trust people in a business where secrets are your business. And this just made it worse. The funny thing is, <laughs> Inselm is an incredibly determined individual. After her reassignment, she made the most of her position anyway, and her reputation always precedes her. So when you guys appeared, strings were pulled, and she got a very special assignment. You. Ironically, everything you're uncovering so far is probably related to her original intention. Out in the mole in the CIA. Dylan Fobb. Swap the device, just like that? Special Agent Chelsea Inselm sat in the couch of the main living space of the Corps a couple hours later, taking the story in. Sure did. Sarah went in there and just BAM! But now Stan and the people he's with know who you are. Not completely. He hardly recognized Lewis, and they only have our first names. Until he fully remembers you! Honestly, what were you thinking? Swapping the device was a good idea, though, at least. So now this cryo lady has to build this sphere thing I'm holding from memory? No schematics access? Right. Think what was on her drive is enough to get the rest of the agency involved? Yeah, except that none of it ties anyone inside the agency to this little operation your friend has going on. Yeah, about that. Gotta get this out of the way quickly. We wanted to talk with you about Stan. What about him? He clearly doesn't remember us, and I don't think he's in full control of his actions or motivations. When the hammer comes down, I want him to be helped with therapy or something. Not imprisoned, not waterboarded, or whatever else you guys do. <laughs> that was a good try, but uh, he still seemed to join this group before the head injury, so no dice. Okay, well, what if we bargain? What do you mean, bargain? What do you have to bargain with? The whole reason you're actually helping us, Agent Inselm. We want to help you take down Dylan Fobb. You guys are way out of your depth. You don't even know who Dylan Fobb is. You have a couple of mentions in an email and a chance meeting at Spire's headquarters, and that's it. You don't know the first thing about him 
his plans or anything else he has going on, and I will not involve you in that. Because you want to take him on yourself, all by yourself? Because that's worked out well so far. That is absolutely none of your business. But it is our business. These names, these costumes, what we do, it's not for show. We want to be. We are heroes. And if this Bob guy is a big fish and apprehending him could help a lot of people not get hurt, we want to do that. And we're going to do it with or without you. But this way, all of us get what we want. We get Stan help, and we get you vindicated. We want the same thing. But if you're going to help us, and we're going to help you, you have to start from the beginning. Inselm sighed heavily and plopped down back on the couch, nodding her head. Bob is one sketchy character. I almost had him twice, and my last effort was interrupted with being assigned to you as your... Babysitter? Handler. He was trying to allocate stolen money. Money made from drugs, trafficking, stuff like that. I was able to trace some of the account history, and when I confronted him, I saw for like a fraction of a second that he was nervous. But he recovered quickly. Said it was part of a sting operation. He had agents undercover in the field under his command. But they all ended up dead. Perfect opportunity. Behave like a bad guy because you're paid to pretend to be one. That's pretty messed up. Exactly. His sting operation was a success even with all the casualties. He got promoted, and a little while after he took his new office, he gave me a new position to keep me from digging. And now that it looks like you're wrong, it's going to be way harder to be right. A silence fell over the room as Lewis and Sarah nodded, agreeing with Inselm's conclusion. But David shook his head mischievously. Maybe not. Bob might be really good at covering his tracks, but he's still this mastermind, right? Masterminds always want the credit when they succeed. I don't think it will be like that, David. We might not have a choice but to take care of him without proving he's done anything. We might know it, but if he's got an excuse for everything, if he can write everything off as a classified mission, there's a big chance no one will believe us, even if we stop him. Lewis's eyes flashed with lightning and resolve. Then we stop him anyway. That's only one of our problems either way. Really, it looks like we have three separate issues. Tomba, Bob, and Spire. They might all be connected, they might not be. But your friend seems to be the more immediate concern. Okay, Agent Inselm. You're the professional. What's the best thing to do about Whisper and Cryo and our friend who you're going to help after we catch Fob? What's the first step we need to take right now? Jasmine Cryo rolled over, still unable to sleep after her encounter with the female hero. How is she supposed to build the sphere now? She could have memorized it, but there was no telling if it was actually going to be accurate. And Stan said he had a plan, but said that it was going to be some sort of surprise. What did that even mean? 
As she laid there, mentally kicking herself, the thoughts kept rolling. If only this, if only that, if only she had saved hard copies, if only she had known about Spire's plans earlier, if only she had a perfect memory. A perfect memory. That's what Stan's planning. He said it would take some time, but we really can't afford to be slow about this. Maybe he needs a little motivation to get his brain going. Silently rising from the bed, the scientist walked towards the guest room where she found Stan sleeping soundly. Stan? She stroked his hair and Stan stirred from his slumber, seeing Jasmine standing by his bed, hair falling over her face, clothed in a silk shirt. What? Um, Jasmine? Hmm. <clears throat> What, uh, what do you need? Do you really have a perfect memory? Uh, yeah. Besides whatever focused amnesia I have with voltage. Oh, that's your plan, isn't it? <laughs> to redraw the schematics from memory, the stuff you saw on the hologram that the sphere was projecting? Well, it was supposed to be a surprise, but yeah, that's the, uh, that's the plan. Oh, Stan, that would be very helpful. She inched closer, her brown locks beginning to caress Stan's face. Uncertain, he rose slightly, just barely brushing her lips with his, but she withdrew her touch, a sly look in her eye. See if you can get it done by morning. Then we'll talk about how happy that might make me. Jasmine backed away towards the door and closed it, giggling to herself, and Stan smirked as he laid back down on the bed. Well... Guess that settles that. The most important thing to address is Spire's dealings with the Sphere. It was commissioned and designed by them, so we need to figure out what it does. The blueprint only shows how to create it, but not its function. You guys need to go through the rest of Cryo's conversation history and find that first. Lewis shook his head in exasperation as he remembered the conversation. He knew, subconsciously of course, research and recon would be part of being a superhero. He just didn't take into account how arduous it could be. But here he sat, with Sarah and David on either side of him, sifting through all the files David had cloned. Do you guys really think Insom was right about not finding any connections to Fob that'll be worth it? She really thinks he could just write everything off as being part of a sting op? Yeah, I think she is. We might never really prove he's actually in league with terrorists, but we could at least stop Spire. But what does it matter if we don't stop him too? He's just going to go find something else to be in the middle of, the next group that comes along. One thing at a time, babe. Yeah, babe. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> alright, alright. Speaking of being in the middle of something, check this out. Looks like we found another connection with Stan and his new friends. Stan Polar knocked on Jasmine's door a little too quietly. He threw his head back and took a deep breath before knocking a little louder. <sighs> the door popped open then, and Jasmine smiled widely. Hi, Stan. Stan remained silent, unintentionally. He hadn't realized it a few hours before, but the silk shirt Jasmine wore didn't have many fastened buttons. 
It was also only long enough to cover her upper thighs, letting her long, tan legs become very distracting in the soft glow of the bedroom's lighting. He heard Jasmine chuckle and snapped his attention back to her greeting. Uh, hey. I, uh, I finished recreating the blueprints for the sphere. You did? Jasmine's eyes grew wide, snatching the plants out of Stan's hands, unfurling them. Yeah, this all looks familiar. It's definitely coming back to me. It's even... Wait a minute. Did you edit this? Well, <clears throat> I, uh, I saw one of the bonding agents wasn't as efficient, and after I started piecing everything together, I figured out what you were actually trying to do. So I just... He felt Jasmine pull his hand slightly, and he shut up, following her journey across the bedroom. You are something else, Stan Polar. Her right hand pressed him to her bed, and Stan felt an unusual confidence come over him as they both succumbed to the passion of the moment. Inselm's steps resounded through the empty hallway as she pondered her next move. What she had resisted telling Voltage was that some of the higher-ups in the CIA had called her in for an emergency meeting the same day. Her mind had been racing for hours with the implications of this get-together. Part of me's been hoping that this is an end to the madness. The directors, maybe they finally believe me, will take down Fog once and for all. There's this sickening feeling in the pit of my stomach. I know what I told the heroes. There's no way to prove that Bob is playing both sides. But he just needs to be stopped. But how would we do that? By my own hand? I'd be fired. Court-martialed. Probably jailed for the rest of my life if I wasn't executed on the spot. I've been trying to think all the way here to this meeting that there has to be another way. And yet, there probably isn't. Stan rolled over, arms slung over a sleeping Jasmine. A surreal feeling, sleeping next to a beautiful, intelligent woman. She's so breathtaking. And someone who can actually understand what I'm talking about when I get excited about things people are usually too stupid to grasp. I know I've already impressed her with the blueprints and the modifications, but I want to do more. The young man got out of bed and went down through the laundry room to Jasmine's garage. Metal scraps were strewn about the concrete floor and some spherical prototypes lay on a workbench. Conjuring up the memories of the schematics, Stan sat himself down near the most recent project and broke it open, peering inside its mechanical soul. It was like the one Whisper had swiped, metal on the outside with an empty compartment in the center and small holes throughout the surface, though this one didn't project any holographic instructions. Of course, Stan would not need them. After tinkering with the orb, Stan continued to look around, seeing a small fridge on the corner of the desk that held one vial of red liquid. I remember this. Once Whisper and I shared, well, once I shared under Whisper's protests, that we discovered Spire was a weapons manufacturer that sold frequently to terrorists. She was so moved. Even more, she liked our plan and readily joined in. It really is interesting that the more we share, the more Whisper and my ideals seem to have in common with hers. 
just further proof that she belongs with us. With me. Her design was rather brilliant, too. Although I think this plan might need just a little more of a personal touch. Stan carefully removed the vial from the fridge and took off the cap, only to have just finished his next action before being startled by a familiar sound of bending air. Log entry 135. Sometimes I look back on the last several months and am amused. How simple it was to see that Spire was creating chemical weapons, yet I missed it. Only after Sky appeared in my office out of nowhere, just minutes after being infected with the Peak Project, did everything become clear. His abilities and demeanor easily explained the pieces I had been missing during the research phase of F-173 and the rest of the Peak Project. His power and motivations are alluring. A jaded soul like mine, who understands that the strong should be in control in order to make the world go round. Sarah could feel the anger rising as she scrolled down, Lewis and David on either side of her, reading along the latest of acquired journal entries of Jasmine Cryo. So, it looks like this woman was in on it from the beginning. She was Sky Tombra's first recruit. And crazy to begin with. Check out the next log entry. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or the series in general, please rate us, follow us, and share it with someone you think will also enjoy it. Until then, we'll see you in two weeks for the next chapter.